0: Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ant. And this is Create A Generation.
1: We got a meeting with the head of Paramount and Comedy Central in America.
2: The, the meeting started with him going, all right, boys, so uh, I don't know who the hell you are and what you're doing in my office. You're going to have to get my <laughs> here. And then we had to go,
1: well, well, yeah, well
2: we're yeah. dudes <laughs> with a YouTube channel from Australia. We actually yeah. don't know why we're here. And then, <laughs>
3: All right, Freddy boy, what's happening this week?
0: This week, we're chatting with Goodall and Gallagher, a comedy duo who've created content for YouTube, TikTok, and even TV. They're going to be talking to us about their journey and also what it takes to maintain a great relationship when working in such a close-knit team. Let's get into it. Let's get into it.
3: All right, we're back with another episode of Creator Generation this week, joined by Goodall and Gallagher, dynamic comedy duo welcome lads thanks for having us good to see you guys again hey um look everyone knows who listens to this podcast that i completely cook up intros so i'm not even going to attempt one other than call you a comedy duo um
2: can you do better than that
3: we'll
1: try yeah
2: i I think we can (laughs) Uh, well um so my my name is michael agar I am the taller half of the comedy duo. Yep. You can't really tell because we're sitting down, but um, yeah, there's quite a dramatic height difference between the two of us. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> filmmaker,
1: actor, director, um, I am joined by Luke Goodall. Luke Goodall. I am the shorter half of Goodall and Gallagher, as Mark said, and um, yeah, we're a bit of jack of all trades, master of none, really. We do a bit of everything, as all the probably creators on the, uh, listening to this do. We write, we direct, we do a bunch of stuff. We've got a... F- a YouTube series coming out. Uh, we're we're going to shoot in about a month. We'll shoot it through Skip Ahead, and where we got to work with you guys very closely, which was awesome. And uh, amongst a few other projects, that we might kind of get into throughout this whole podcast.
3: Yeah, awesome. Maybe like a bit more, a bit more context on on the on the background of the type of stuff that you guys create, like I called you a comedy duo. Yeah. So expectations are high for this to be a funny episode. Yeah, that's terrible. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure. Yeah. Uh, but like what, what, what sort of like, you've got the YouTube channel Good All and Gallagher, but you also have your own um, personal channels and different things. So maybe like, it's like for people who haven't had the pleasure of watching your stuff. Let's give us a bit of a quick breakdown. Yeah, great. So collectively
2: we, we are traditionally known as a comedy duo. We, we started out making um, to, our joint content was short form comedy sketches for the internet. Uh, we kind of branded it as what we call like, uh, what do you, what was it
1: highbrow? High concept, High... lowbrow comedy. Yeah. So yeah. like <laughs> super niche audience <laughs> that like love that, like black mirror style uh, content. With, with dick jokes. Yeah, pretty much. All that. <laughs> so, yeah. Can, can I say dick on the podcast? We can. Yes. Can. Many
3: times as you can. Right, Great, that's great. That's, that's, uh, um, we'll get a we, counter.
1: We, <laughs> so we met at Apple. We were both uh, the two guys that you would see when you walk into an Apple store that would greet you with an iPad and tell you to walk to the Genius Bar to fix your phone. And we kind of just started chatting um, whilst not doing any work over many, many shifts. And Mark started out as an animator. I was a documentarian, but we both wanted to do comedy. So we got together with uh, a bunch of other guys and started a little collective. And uh, we're the only two remaining from that collective. Everyone else eventually either didn't find us funny or eventually left and did, did something else. I think it was the former, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: can, I ask a qu- can I ask a question? This is I, I'm probably going to sound insulting, but when you say, hey, we met at Apple, the people go, oh, and then you go, the Apple Store. Do they go, oh, is that, <laughs> that, does that ever happen? Is that, is that- yeah,
2: no, it does. Yeah, people assume that we were making iPhones by uh, by hand. God, um, yeah, we were assistant <laughs> to Johnny Ives or something like that. But no, <laughs> we were just the guys that you would tell that you dropped your phone in the toilet. Um, <laughs> And usually they would tell us after we've actually held the phone. That was, that was always our favourite part.
1: The amount of yeah, porn I've seen on people's phones. Yeah, but mostly my yeah. phone. So yeah. <laughs> no, the initial question we usually get when we say we met at Apple is generally someone's got an issue with their phone. And like, oh, do you know how to fix this? And we're like, no, no. I'm not on the clock anymore. So, Yeah. Huh.
3: It's like it's like when you meet a doctor. It's, someone's always asking, I've got a rash. Yeah, exactly. uh,
2: hundred you know, a bit of yeah. a growth on my toe. Like, yeah. oh. Is there an Apple genius on the plane?
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh goodness. Oh. We've
3: already we've already gone on a, a complete different track. <laughs> like it. But
1: just to, to get to get back on track. Um, yeah, so we do uh, we do a bunch of stuff together. We've got the the Goodall and Gallagher brand, which we're writing and developing a few TV shows and a few movies. Uh, Two two years ago, we were fortunate enough to get selected into a program called Imagine Impact, uh, which was run by Ron Howard, the Oscar winner, um, and they did an accelerator for Australia, and we got to write a pilot, which was really cool. Did you get to meet Ron Howard? We met him via Zoom, Via Zoom, yeah, which which is is technically
2: how you meet people nowadays, so I'm going to say we're best (laughs) mates.
1: I took a, a cheeky screen grab... Uh, as well, so awesome. there, is, there is evidence, um, and then, <laughs> then we've kind of been, um, uh, yeah, still doing short form content whilst also trying to break into the the TV and film world as well. Yeah, uh, Mark's started off his own successful uh, TikTok account, so I was the dead weight apparently in our comedy duo. So Mark's now yeah. got his his bunch of followers on there, and he's doing stuff every day, which is great. And uh, I'm producing an AFL show for Fox Footy at the moment as well, which is a lot of fun. Right. And for everyone in the US who's listening, they won't know what that is. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, well, Fox Footy and AFL—it's like, well, it's a big deal. So we're going. AFL is cool. the greatest sport. A- <laughs> AFL is the greatest sport in the world. Okay. Oh, God. And well, <laughs> I, 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 you know, Fox Footy is the the broadcaster. I mean. We can talk about the show, best on ground. It's questionable at times sometimes, but I'll, I'll give my feedback off air. But... Yeah, okay. and the only thing that works
0: about, uh, the only <laughs> worse than Ant talking about the AFL is Ant talking about cycling, which are the two topics he's not allowed to talk about ever, ever. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, that and, and wizardry and warlock studies is the other thing you can't talk about, Anne, okay. because that's his, his <laughs>
1: Ant's major. That's the half hour <laughs> of the potty done. Getting yeah. started.
0: Yes, those oh. are the, those are the topics we can't broach uh, during this podcast. But anything else is is open.
1: Yeah. So
3: look, we're limited <laughs> um, from the most interesting things. But anyway, um, yeah, I've got nowhere to go from that. I've just been put in my place. <laughs> yeah.
2: no, that's that's. I'm gonna have to throw away this PowerPoint presentation of cycling yeah, I, I sure. prepared. It's
1: terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we can compare notes on that later. <laughs> <laughs> you made a country oh, a lot like us being a cyclist. <laughs> it's not like the Tour de France.
0: Let's actually let, let's talk a little bit of an origin story. Where did you guys start? Like, Where did you guys start and how did you guys sort of get going? I mean, obviously, you met at the Apple store, but what was your, your first project together?
2: What mm, was our first project. first uh, official project together was... It started with a random email request that we got from... Yeah, we. It was on our old Facebook account back when you remember a platform called Facebook that people used to use it was pretty mm. big um, yeah, I
0: have heard of it Yeah thing. yeah yeah
2: so we get this DM from a channel called comedy.com and they they basically had just taken over the website for comedy.com And they said, we would love to make content with you. We're we're trying to be like a, you know, sort of all-purpose comedy channel.
1: Like a funny or die. The crazy thing is, so we'd done a few comedy skits together and you'd actually DM'd this comedy.com page maybe six months prior. Because like, I don't know, when we used to do a video, we'd just throw it out to a few little pages, maybe get a share or two here or there. And then six months later, these people took over that page, saw that video and thought, oh, actually, this isn't that bad. And they reached Mm. out to us and they were... um, (laughs) bunch of Americans that wanted to give us a bit of money to create some content. So we were like, this is obviously a scam. <laughs> and we, until we kind of had a Zoom with them at like three in the morning, our yeah. time. Two dudes and- from
2: Israel, like in, in the middle of the morning, we thought this is such a random call. Like we might as well do it. Let's see yeah. where it leads. <laughs> um, and um, basically they wanted to pay us money to create. A little some, bit of money. Yeah. Like we're not
1: talking like wasn't in a huge amount, yeah. but
2: yeah, like for people who really hadn't done anything at that stage, it was yeah. it was a decent chunk of better cash. Than,
1: better than a few days at Apple. Yeah, so um,
2: we got basically enough money to fly us and a small crew up to the Gold clo- co- Coast and we um, we had as sort of a guest in the series um, uh, a model called Gabrielle Epstein and she was going to do a bunch of um, sort of sketches with us as branded content for comedy.com mm. and um, it was it was a bit of a crazy shoot. We I remember it was the day the only we day go. we could organize here with, Gabri- with Gabrielle was the the morning after the Force Awakens premiere. <laughs> and I said to Luke, "I'm not missing the Force <laughs> Awakens." And he's like, "Are you kidding? You're you're we're gonna fl- you're flying. gonna miss this?" And I said, "I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll watch the midnight session of the Force Awakens." Yeah. And then I'll get on a plane and fly. <laughs> and so I basically didn't sleep all night and, and then just and, went straight into set.
1: And, and he and... was absolutely useless the whole day. <laughs> he was yeah. on the couch sleep. It was, yeah, it was a yeah. tough day for me, but you, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. when the
2: camera switched on, I brought my A game.
1: Yeah, but I did all the other organizing. <laughs> he which did. Is great, which is is the
3: Force Awakens, <laughs> the one with Darth Maul and Jar Jar Binks. No, no this no, is, no, was no, the, uh, yeah.
2: the the first of the new trilogy it was the J right, Abrams yeah. directed yeah. one.
3: If you cooked yeah. it for that that horrific movie I would, like, we'd have to just
2: end this podcast <laughs> here yeah. Here here. yeah. Yeah no that would that would look I mean some people don't like that movie either but like at the time it was massive <laughs> news for Star Wars fans it was the you, first movie we had in a long time. You so. can kind
1: of see where the priorities lay for yes. Mark, yes. without yes. business you know. <laughs> yeah so but if yeah everyone listening have, at home
0: you've
3: you've got to uh have your priorities straight to really make it in this game exactly Absolutely. exactly
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got to keep passion alive is what my argument would be if, <laughs> you know so um yeah so anyways it ended up being quite a successful little um series for their platform yeah. it was successful for us um you know got a decent amount of views on facebook we you know at the time i think we got about, I think at the time we had about 11,000. I think we've lost about 4,000 followers on Facebook mm. since then. But um, We haven't used that in We haven't used it since we released that series, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it was successful for us to know that people were willing to pay us for our content and that our content had some value. Um, so that kind of kick-started our trajectory as yeah. a comedy duo, as a filmmaking duo, and we thought,
1: let's keep rolling Yeah, there's, the this, where, there's something here we can we can try and continue, mm. yeah.
0: And was it after that the name Goodall and Gallagher started, or did you just from day one
1: start with Goodall? Day and one, yeah, we were called Blue Tack Studios. Yeah. So I mentioned before about <laughs> yeah. our little Apple crew. We got together with a few guys and. Actually, we're, there was another name before that that's too embarrassing to even mention. Yeah, no, let's not mention that. Um,
2: no, 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 no. You, don't, you can't say you that. You can't do that, dude. This is bad because we're supposed to be comedians and, and it's a bad joke. So, like, the idea oh, was essentially yes. we would meet up with this crew every Friday to watch movies and create movies and we were calling ourselves the Movie Monday crew because we caught up on any day that wasn't Monday, it just never worked out on a Monday, and we thought that was humorous.
1: Over explaining it, it wasn't. doesn't make it yeah. any better no, or easier. Sure. Let's just move on. <laughs> Called ourselves Blue Tech Studios for yeah. a while, based yeah. <laughs> on an anime. Just, just get out of there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but then when everyone else, when all the other guys started kind of falling off, we just like, well, let's you know, it's, you look at like you look for inspiration in names. A lot of radio shows, you know, it's just the, the names. And unfortunately, Mark and I have two. Like unique <laughs> names to pronounce back to back, Goodall and Gallagher. It's probably not the smartest thing. We should have called ourselves Luke and Mark. But, um, we have learned since that that was bad
2: branding by us, but it is now our branding. So we ha- we do a, we do abbreviate it. to G and G now. So which is easier to say? Yeah. But I wouldn't have figured out of it. That a,
0: isn't that a Mexican restaurant now? Isn't that a Mexican? G's. G's. G, <laughs> G, that's, yeah, we're
1: in the process. <laughs> yeah, we're, in the process <laughs> we're in the process of suing them at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Yeah,
0: that's how it uh, comes. I actually, li- I like your name, Goodall Gallagher. I thought, was, I thought it was really strong when I first heard it. I was like, it was one of the names that stood out to me out of all the people we were, you know, okay. in front of that's us. That's the first
1: time anyone anyone's, yeah. ever, a, anyone's said ever said it, and anyone ever pronounced it correctly. So yeah, wow, thank you Fred, We appreciate that.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's good. I like. I don't know what Ant thought, but I like. No, I, liked I it. think it sounds like,
3: it, and not in a bad way. It sounds like you know those comedy duos of, of the. the I grew up with like on TV yeah yeah, you know, that's true like, that's and when, think, when you started yeah. talking about the tall and the short comedian you know I, I started thinking Leno and Woodley which yeah. are um, you know very fun Australian comedians one's tall one's short um, I don't know good old Gallagher go. yeah
1: you, you
2: like? It. I like ah, it. G&G. G&G. there you go we'll keep it
3: <laughs> G&G yeah. oh. you know like I could see that looking a bit like Dolce and Cabana you could be getting to that sort of yeah. you know I
1: thought sh- we released <laughs> our merch uh, our fashion line yeah uh,
0: all right, well, what what happened after after your your model shoot where you were half asleep and, mm-hmm. and and it did well for you. comedy.com. What what happened after that? What your next step was was wait, what? wait, wait. I need one
3: more detail. Were you still what? in your um cosplay of <laughs> of Star Wars on
2: set? Did, look, did I dress like slave layer for the premiere? Who knows. <laughs> um, but No, no, I wasn't. But uh, I remember the first thing we filmed is I had to basically <laughs> Oh, it was be a foot really close with, with her foot. And I remember I was still holding it between takes because I was so tired. <laughs> He's like, why are you still holding my foot? I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it was a strange shoot.
1: It was a strange shoot. She never talked to us again. No. no. So to answer your question, Fred, about what happened after our Comedy.com shoot is, it's a, a pretty normal route for um, oh, comedians starting out. Mm-hmm. We um We got a meeting with the head of... Paramount and Comedy Central in America, and flew over there, um, and it was a very interesting discussion. And we can kind of tell you how all that came about. Do you want to get into that? Yeah. Well,
2: our uh, our old manager at Apple, believe it or not, she, she knew <laughs> this the CEO of Viacom at the time. And for those who don't know, like Viacom owned MTV, Nickelodeon, like Spike TV, like yeah. a bunch of the massive studios. And,
1: and But by the way, because we, we we said we were working with comedy.com and she goes, I know someone there. And she meant Comedy Central. Yes. And we're like, well, we're, head, we're heading to America for a film festival um, for a documentary I'd made and you guys were coming along. And... um. She's like, oh, I can maybe just send a, send an email see so if you can like catch up. So we thought it was just like you know an intern at Comedy Central. We might get to go and like check out the building and like have a coffee or whatever. And then so I put this email together and put our bio and stuff. And at that time we'd done what two videos. Yeah, we'd three probably videos. released
2: about three or four videos yeah. online and we just thought we were the, the absolute yeah. shit. We thought we were awesome. Talked <laughs> ourselves <laughs> up. Yeah, it's sure, we'll shocking. talk to the head of Viacom. He's lucky to talk, talk to, to us. us. We didn't know it was
1: him <laughs> yet, though. So, we yeah, until without knowing it was him, we kind of just did that. And then she's like, yeah, he runs the joint. He's the studio president. And we've kind of freaked out a little bit. Um, but we got this meeting. We, it was in Santa Monica at the Viacom headquarters. We brought our friend Malios along who had kind of... Kind of helping out, kind of not really... We shouldn't have invited him into the meeting room. He was just a mate of ours. Awesome. He was kind of involved, kind of not, at that time. And um, we had an hour or probably a 45-minute meeting with like the guy that mm. commissioned South Park, the Daily Show. Like We're talking like Kingmaker... And we kind of didn't really have anything to pitch him. <laughs> we were kind of just there to be like, yeah, we're just, you know, starting out doing Facebook videos and stuff. Really appreciate you guys having a chat. how green we
2: were. And we, the, the meeting started with him going, all right, boys, so... Uh, I don't know who the hell you are and what you're doing in my office. You're gonna have to get out <laughs> here. <laughs> and then we had to go. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well yeah. we're dudes with a YouTube channel from Australia. We actually yeah. don't know why we're here. Yeah. And he, he was the <laughs> loveliest man, right? So, like, um, the, the reason we kind of bring this story up is because this guy scored something in us. It was enough to sit with us for about forty-five Seven minutes, minutes yeah. of his time, which is really valuable time, and just talk shop. And and he said, yeah. "I really like you guys." <laughs> he's, he's like you know, I'm not the guy to pitch things to. I'm the guy that runs the network. We're like, yeah, well, you know, we we know. Figure you tell those people what to do. He's like, I like that. But I uh, yeah. like, so anyways, we- so
1: look, if we, we, if we would have that meeting right now, uh, we would approach it a lot differently. But I think being so green and being so young, um, but the, the idea that he would open the door and chat with well, us kind of gave us so much confidence to be like, oh, well, you know, if like, if we can chat with him and like, it wasn't daunting, like no meeting since then has ever been daunting. Cause we've kind of gone to the top and um, every meeting since then we've come in with an idea to pitch, but
3: uh, yes. uh, it, was sure. a re- it was a really good For eye-opening sure.
1: experience um, and he gave us some fantastic advice. And it was a really cool, uh, yeah, a cool moment and a cool little like tra- uh, left turn in our trajectory that gave us some more confidence, which was really cool. Yeah. He's, uh, he's since retired and I'm not sure, if our meeting had anything to do with that, any decision
0: making, but <laughs> yes. <it would> have... <laughs> oh gosh, okay. So That's you awesome. the first big meeting uh, obviously took away a lot of confidence from that. What what happened after that? Did you actually get a show up somewhere, or did you go straight back to YouTube? What did you do? I mean,
2: that would be a great story if we did. Yeah, um, but
0: no, we definitely didn't. Um, and
2: but this is this this is where I think Luke actually, and I kind of yeah. we, we we sort of a little bit different. Uh, in terms of our strategy to online uh, creation is we we kind of see ourselves as as IP creators. And so, like, everything we do online is kind of filters back to the IP that we're, we're shopping around currently. And that, that meeting kind of, if you look back on it, it does kind of kickstart that trajectory of, like, okay, we're going to start pitching TV shows whilst we're making this comedy. And mm. um, then our next big win... Was we we got onto the a slot, sketch yeah. comedy show on Foxtel called The Slot, and that had a bunch of big creators in it. It had um, Auntie Donna, it had Superwog, Michael Cusack, Rocco, Frenchie. Yeah. yeah, we we were the we, underdogs of that show for sure, absolutely. Um, but again, gave us the the confidence being on that show and amongst such good company that hey, maybe there's something to this. Maybe we're doing something right, and um, mm. that was that was kind of the next the next win for us.
3: Mm. That's super cool. I love I love how you. It's almost like beneficial for you guys to be thrust into these situations. In air quotes before you're ready. Like it actually Absolutely, is yeah. super super useful, which is kind of counterintuitive almost. Like for for a lot of things, but I kind of I I I get that because I you know I've been in those scenarios. Probably not as extreme as that where you like. you you don't either don't realize who you're meeting is is so important or influential within your area but because of that you you don't have like your sales pitch on you're just being you and genuine and you sort of Mm -hmm. you actually do connect and have have value like a really interesting valuable exchange so yeah it's kind of interesting like there's no pressure on you almost like you can't you can't fail like, you can't fail when you're on the slot amongst all these massive big names when you haven't made it yet. Like, you're not up there yet. So I mean,
2: I think it's free did. almost. <laughs> the show might have failed. <laughs> no, the show didn't <laughs> do well. But and we that, did. that had nothing to do with our content. <laughs> Just the <laughs> one season. <great>. <laughs> but the, the great thing about that show, and, and this was actually one of the producers of the show at the time, sort of was really about pushing what traditional TV looked like. And he, he fought for the rights for actually all the creators to be able to, once the show had finished airing, be able to post the, yeah. the content on your own channel. So we actually did that and it led to our next win, which was a which was the digital series. It was packaged with the sketches we made for that show. It was called Antisocial. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the um, high concept, lowbrow comedy was what we were pitching it as, yep. where technology kind of, mankind is struggling to keep up with technological advances you know every you know you get vr people are still going to send pictures of their wangs like it's just yep. we we're, we're not evolving even though technology is and that was kind of the point of this of the show yeah. and that kind of led us to our i guess our first like viral viral hit which was um it was called gender swap in vr and and that mm. that was essentially like you know men and women get the chance to put on these VR headsets and live the life of the opposite gender for the day. Mm. And like, which gender has a good time, which gender has a bad time. That's you'll, kind of the
1: fun of it. You'll have to watch the clip to find out. Yeah. Uh,
0: I have watched the clip. But it did, <laughs> have seen it. It,
1: it did very well, bro. I mean, like, you know, 25 million views on our channel. And then, you know, we've reposted it on a few affiliate channels and a lot of people have jacked it as well. So it's been a really popular video uh, for us and kind of, that's kind of, we we kind of gave us our first big YouTube win, and that's where our subscribers started coming in. And um, yeah, that that show in general, antisocial, we did was um, yeah really like fun experience for us to kind of figure out what our style was. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, we've kind of been yeah living off that ever since, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. haven't really posted yeah. too much since. But we got <laughs> we got some stuff coming. There's some stuff coming, don't
0: we? Yeah. Well, what happened with the YouTube journey after that? So obviously that kicked off. If, if, a lot of subscribership and, and growth there. What ha- What's happened since in that in that whole area? Not just YouTube, but like the other digital channels too, like, you know, TikTok you were talking about as well.
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, kind of like, like we were talking about before, like we, we have this 2 prong strategy is, you know, our online presence kind of fuels our offline presence and that people see us as filmmakers and creators. But digitally, um, yeah, like we, we haven't really – we don't really – other than this YouTube series that we've been selected for for Skip Ahead this year – we haven't been releasing much as a duo, um, so we've been releasing stuff separately. Luke's been doing um, digital stuff under a company called Priceless Productions. And mm. do, you, do you want to talk a little bit? Yeah, about Yeah. So, I mean,
1: for like, yeah, for a few years, I was running a branded content company. So I'd be doing comedy skits for brands and like the likes of Carlton Draft, Ko, Sportsbet, all those kind of vibes. And kind of, um, yeah, still getting my short form fix, doing that kind of stuff, and still kind of honing my skills there. While Mark kind of went off and did his own, um, his own, uh, I suppose, TikTok and Instagram channel as well. So, um, we've kind of both been doing some simultaneous stuff online whilst the big stuff that Mark and I kind of really want to do in our, our big goal in life is TV and movies. So we've both just been like getting together on those things and like, it's been great to have, um, you know, a bit of short form content on Instagram here and there that we're creating. And, um, we've got a bunch of stuff we want to kind of do pretty soon, but, um, yeah, I think this uh, our next foray into YouTube will be probably at the end of the year or start of next year, where we have our series coming out, which is called The Followers, which we mentioned before. So it's a, it's about a wellness cult in the Aussie bush, and it's like a bit of a Louis Theroux documentary murder mystery. And yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're really excited about that, and we've talked to you guys a lot about this idea, and you guys have helped shape it. Yeah and um see if you can guess who plays the cult leader out of just just by looking <laughs> at it,
2: yeah who do you think plays the cult leader
0: it's <laughs> uh, hard, hard to tell, hard to tell, hard yeah. to tell. It
2: could be the one that looks yeah, like yeah. charles manson yeah. it could
0: i
1: think you both could play <laughs> uh, creepy cult leader <laughs> off yes, actually true, yeah you I look could, like a, i could run scientology i feel yeah, like that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. like a small yeah. tony robbins that's what you look like Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Small <laughs> Tony Robbins be, uh, and uh, be, uh, Charles yeah. Manson. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um... That's,
3: that's an impact, uh. That'd be uh, a good dinner party. Um, a freaky absolutely. dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, just a <laughs> quick interruption. Life. We have the Creator Generation Discord community. <laughs> Join your fellow creators from all over the world. We are here to help you grow, thrive, succeed, help each other be accountable and get it done. So hit the link, join us in the Discord. I look forward to seeing you there. Well, I, I love that, that, that idea though, like you you guys are IP creators. Mm. Um, I think mm. that's, that's like a really interesting way of looking at it. But then, Mark, like your um, TikTok and Insta stuff is really you know, I guess riffing you off other people's IP. IP. <laughs> He's yeah. an IP well, dealer. you know, remixing and reworking it. Like, what's, the, what's your jam there? Like, that's pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, so like, I just, I can't, this is, this is how I sort of describe it. This, this is what it is for me, is doing TikToks and Instagram Reels is, it's like exercise for my mind. You know, it's part of my mental health regime. So if I haven't created anything in a few days, I don't feel great. You know, I need to do it. So it really was just a personal endeavor to be like, we're in COVID, we're in lockdown. Everyone's feeling pretty crap about themselves. Wouldn't it be great to just make people laugh? And that's that's honestly all it started out as. And um, did some sort of sketchy type stuff for a while. And then I, I did one sketch where I was just... just around I thought wouldn't it be funny if I edited myself into Harry Potter but as like if an Aussie went to Harry like went to Hogwarts how would they react and and it was this clip where you know he's just not scared of Voldemort he basically gives him the finger and then Voldemort explodes but um it just went viral um, and I thought oh there's something to this Um, and then I did another one and that one went even more viral and then everyone was sharing my clips. I had my nephews saying, All of my friends are watching the, your clips. Like <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's probably not good. They're a bit crass. But that that's great. <laughs> um and then so um that kind of took off. And then um yeah, Weirdly kinda of just kickstarted this this content format that, you know, Luke and I hadn't experimented with, but it was it's kind of remixing of popular franchises. So you You take a popular franchise, you edit yourself into it. And I think, I think what people like about it is you're not just providing them with comedy, there's sort of a magic trick element involved in it to people who don't understand how editing works. Um, that's one of the most common questions I get is how do you make these? Um, and there's, there's a structure to it, you know, like it's, it's just a different form of writing. You're essentially just taking, you know, a phrase or a word and it's either the setup or the payoff to a joke. And you just take the lines that you think you can work with and you write a bunch of jokes, setups or payoffs, and then you just edit them together. And it makes you look like you're having a conversation with this person from the movie and people love it. That's
0: awesome. Very nice. I'm actually looking at your uh, your TikTok account right now. Just, just checking it out. Just looking at the different things you got going on here. I like it. It's good. It's good. What Definitely you a mean? different take on a couple of the things. It's very, it's very good. You like go. It. Well done. Good stuff. I like this one here. Uh, if Mr. Beast was in Australia, no. yeah, you got the instead of the got the koala with the little lightning bolt on the eye. Very nice.
2: Yeah. yeah, people like that one. I'm like, I'm gonna have to do a follow up. I think.
0: <laughs>
3: you could start an Aussie uh, burger chain. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. on thing. that koala, yeah. burger.
0: koala uh, burger. Koala burgers. Yeah, <laughs> <No>, that's something. <laughs> yeah well look i mean obviously it's really interesting cuz you're saying you, you do things together then you do things apart yeah. right and that's that's really good i think um Polyamorous there's so much mm. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and there's so much we said like having a, a partner to work with is, is really valuable because you got someone to bounce ideas off and you can help really grow your business but it can also be difficult obviously you got two people that you're trying to weigh up the ideas from and the direction from as well um over the years what have you done to sort of balance that out when you both wanted to go in different directions um or you had you know different points of view yeah
1: it was pretty challenging early on because like um you know we're both uh we weren't this we weren't making a living off this at the time so we both were kind of uh, saddled with when we're both available. So like I'd have a I'd be working in TV or something, or you'd be working in on an, an animation, and just syncing up the time was probably the hardest thing. And then I suppose over time we've managed to get a really good flow together, uh, where it's kind of just making sure each other's schedule is mm. Mm. lined up each week, and like which days are we going to commit to. Um, and I suppose over time we've just got a really good way of working together. Like I think everything used to take a lot longer because. We actually both have quite different sensibilities with a lot of comedy, but we do feel like when it does come together as like a nice synergy, it's yeah. much better than what either of us could have done on our own. So it took a while to form that, and I think we're now getting to a point where we're actually doing stuff so much quicker than ever, but also putting out much more like better quality stuff as well. So I don't yeah. know we're in a good 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 mode at the moment, which is really cool. Yeah, it's just, we're in a really good synergy at the moment. So what, what
2: kind of happened at the start when we we're writing content is we'd kind of do one for him, one for me, and, and one would be mm-hmm. kind of surrealistic, yeah. dark comedy that That's I right. like. And then Good, good one, one has these kind jokes of like, and, um, yeah. you know, what would you call them, like everyday quirks and like... Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Larry
1: David-esque kind of yeah. stuff.
2: And, um, yeah, and, you know, like they, they, they were quite different and I think that was quite jarring for any potential viewers as they'd see one like that and then they'd see another one that wasn't quite vibing. And yeah. once we kind of got to antisocial... We really started melding those two things together, and, and it's as Luke said before. There's the something about the friction when you're creating with someone else it, it, that that middle point mm. is where the real sparks fly. And and so you learned mm. to sort of trust that. Like I know now that even even if I'm like not into a joke, but Luke is super passionate about it, there's a there's an audience for that joke, and I just trust that. I go, okay, I don't, it's not really my thing, but he's really passionate about it, which means that that's gonna work for the, the people that like that sensibility. And, and Luke kind of affords me the same sort of um, favor in that regard, yeah.
0: Yeah, and what would you say, I mean, like there are a lot of people who come to us as duos or even, you know, three or four people in the group, but what do you say to people not working by them, not working as part of a group, do you have any tips to keep things um, sort of cohesive and, and moving forward?
1: And mm. you've got to have goals, uh, short-term, middle-term, long-term. You've got to kind of know where you're going. Uh, you've got to know, like, um, who's taking care of the business side, whether it's, like, BAS statements, like, lame stuff, like, invoicing, all that kind of stuff. You need to have everyone's defined roles um, and uh, just keep everyone in the loop from a communication point of view. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. It is, you're running a business, really. So this is what it's like. You've got to treat it like a business mm-hmm. um, if, you really, if you really want to take it seriously.
2: Mm. And, then, and then I might, like, from a psychological perspective, it's, it's a relationship, right? And you've, you've got to maintain that re- relationship like you would an intimate or romantic relationship, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you got to sort of work out how to talk to each other. And one of the things you know about like intimate relationships is one of the things you've actually got to learn the most is how to disagree with each other uh, and do that in a healthy and productive way. Mm-hmm. And, and we've gotten a lot better at doing that as the years have gone on. And you, once you learn that amongst the two of you, you can apply that universal skill to pretty much any group interaction you, you have
1: if you're, if you're bringing more people in. Mm but it takes Mm. time you just gotta like i mean we've done over 100 videos together probably um written a heap of different scripts so it just takes time and now we're at a point where like we're now getting uh we're actually getting paid to develop a an adaptation of a children's book at the moment and we got to a point where like both like the way we're working together is just so easy we're kind of just both putting out it's almost like our styles have molded into one at the moment and it's um it took a long time for us to get there but we're getting stuff done um, really quickly, which is great.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you, you've obviously found that it's super valuable because, like, so a lot of people can't get past that. Like, you know, they have different ideas, they want to go in different directions, and and often will break it. But obviously, you've, you've gone past that. You've had your sort of crucible, I guess, moment. I guess mm-hmm. along the way. Yeah. Um, maybe that was the paranoid meeting. I have no, <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> but. You, know, you guys obviously come out strong and, and that's super valuable. And uh, going forward, do you think you'll be doing a lot more stuff together but still have those solo opportunities on the side?
1: Yeah, and I think the solo I'm... opportunities are what keeps this thing so strong. Like, I think there was a point in time where I was probably off running that branded content business. You were sitting at home kind of waiting for me to do stuff Yeah. and then you started doing your own things. Yeah. And that's been really successful and that's been awesome. That's a great outlet for Mark. And like I've got my own things on the side. So for people in a group that maybe if their thing doesn't completely align with the whole group, like do your own thing on the side, like mm. and, definitely. And from like a marketing perspective as well, one of the things
2: mm. like if, if I can urge people to create a duo or create a group, this is a great thing that was an unintended consequence of having a duo is he would do something that would be very <laughs> successful and people would come up to me and go, that was great. And I was like, you know, I am not in that, right? And they're like, really? <laughs> You were? So I was like, so they just see his face and associate me with it and vice yeah, versa. versa. So yeah. we, we started getting kudos for each other's work. And, you know, uh, when we combined our bios together as well, like our, our individual bios are pretty great now, but our combined bio is even better. So mm. you really do just get to sort of compound all the success together and, and, and sort of build and grow together. So th- there's so many advantages to working with someone.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and look, I, I know we're running out of time here, but I wanted to ask this, like, what do you, what kind of creators do you see yourself as? I just want to ask, like, what do you do? Do you say you're online creators, you're TV writers, you're filmmaker? How do you describe yourself specifically?
2: I, I hate saying that I'm a comedian because I'm quite an introverted person. So, like, people are, you're a comedian? Tell us a joke, mate. I'm like, oh, God. Um, but I actually, like, um probably probably say i'm a storyteller first and foremost and storytelling is present in anything so you know whether mm. you're doing a commercial whether you're doing a podcast whether you're doing you know even if it's just a tweet there is a story in any form of content and so we just follow where story goes and where the attention is that's that's kind of yeah. how i would
1: define it yeah i'd say that's that's pretty bang on yeah mm. just we're happy to tell stories to anyone that will listen in any shape or form <laughs> that they will consume it. In, really, <laughs> like
3: nice. it. hey, I've got one one more just to segue back into like talking with that. you guys as a duo and a team. Sure, I'm sort of going around in a circle, but like the idea that you know you guys are really keen on on making films and TV and things like that. There's and but in the online world, it's like you. There's no gatekeepers. You're it, you and your audience, right? Like in, in between yourselves. But then, when you throw in the film, the you know the the other industry bodies and people and studios and stuff, there's other gatekeepers. How do you see that? Like, do you are you are you building, um, like by creating your content and getting runs on the board? Are you building a bit of a bit of power and sway in what gets made? Like, are you becoming part of that decision making, or, or are they still the gatekeepers? As you as you go through and you've got to play a different game.
1: Yeah, look we're getting there, but we're definitely not we're not um, we don't have too much way. The, the gatekeepers are still there. For that T V world and for that film world, there is still that it's still the the process that's always mm. been there. Mm. But our, our online content definitely gets us in the room, I think.
2: Yeah. Well I mean we were told by the Ron Howard team that one of the reasons they really liked us is because they read our script. They mm. thought this is great, um, and then they just went on to all of our socials and watched us. And they thought these guys are really fun to to yep. be around. We we want to have them in our program.
1: We so, get the tone because we yeah. can see that they can do it. So yeah. it's absolutely valuable to have that online back. They they both feed each other in a in a in a great way, which is why it can, to be honest, it's why we we don't post that much on social because we're working on trying to do TV stuff, but we're also like. Uh, it's, it's, everything's just a bit slower because you're, you're uh, at the whims of the big corporations and trying to figure out how to get your way into those things. So. Mm. Mm. But um, the social stuff definitely helps.
3: What's the one skill that you need to transition into that world with the, with the gatekeepers and the studios and the suits and stuff like that? Like, what's the one thing that a lot of online creators don't have that, that you kind of need to work on? That's a good can, question. I, can I say two
2: things? Is that a cheat? Yeah.
3: It I'll say one. The second thing. one's a I'll joke.
2: Say, no, I'm joking. I'll <laughs> say one. I'll say one thing. Um, the best thing you can do, in, in my opinion, and Luke will probably have a different answer, but is be a good listener. P- P- mm. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard from the industry of creators mm. who pull a George Costanza and just say, "This is the show," and, and they're just not willing to listen. Mm-hmm. They they fight with the people who are potentially going to give them this life. Op- like life-changing yep. opportunity. Um, we've been told numerous times that we take feedback really well. So like if, if someone in, in charge of your project gives you feedback, it's your job to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and there's always a note behind the feedback. Maybe the feedback itself isn't great, but they're, they're bumping up against something, and it's your job to understand what it is that they actually are trying to get from you. And if you can learn how to listen, that's a really powerful tool, especially when you're you're working with these people with a lot of influence and sway and money.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one thing I'll add to that is um, you need to have a a bunch of ideas up your sleeve. You can't go in with one, you can't try and pitch one idea for a year or two, because you might need, we've been in meetings where we'll we'll go in, Well, since we went in with zero ideas, (laughs) we now go in with several. And there are meetings where you, you might go in, you might have researched that company or that producer and said, oh, I think they'll like this one. And then you, you pitch that off the bat and you're kind of getting donuts and then you throw out one or two more ideas and then bang, they'll start clicking on that one. So, and then next minute, you're having a deep conversation about that. So you've got to go in with a peep of ideas, but also like a few of our ideas have been in development with a few companies for you know, a, a long time now. And um, you kind of do need to have a few ideas extra just to kind of keep yourself as a creator motivated and mm. to keep like for the next person that comes along, here's that other idea that is uh, maybe not attached to anyone at the moment. And um, you can kind of, you know, pitch that as well. So just having as many ideas on the table as possible, in mm. whether that's like a pitch video, a pitch Bible, a script, a treatment, mm. just kind of like get it all out there and kind of, yeah get yeah. as much out there as you can
2: yeah it's a slower industry you know we, we're working in the tv space and the movie space at the moment and those projects probably won't come out for years and coming from the the sort of background of mm. you can come up with a silly idea and have it online in the next few hours that's that can feel really restrictive but yeah. um you, you just gotta yeah you just gotta have as many uh swings at the bat as possible yeah
3: I love leaving things on on good advice, but surely, really? surely there's a joke. No, I'm joking. No, like, <laughs> be funny. Be funny. <laughs> funny. <laughs> on, no, that was, I, funny, man. It, it, it
0: was good advice. It, it, it's a genuinely difficult area um, uh, to work in when, you, especially when you're, especially crossing over so many different things, and as a duo, that you know adds another level to it. But I think you guys have done well. And what well, I was going to say, like from the time I met you guys, I think. Um, I've met you at different times. You've come to our events before and stuff like that. I've always, like, whenever I've talked to you, I've always got a a super positive feeling. And I think a lot of what you've described in these meetings is, like, people see that. And when you were talking about your process, about the listening and the way you talk about ideas, I think all of that was so crucial and feeding into how I thought about it. Like, when, when you said that listening thing, it really stood out to me. I'm like, yes, you did. Like, there are a lot of people when you give advice, they'll always, like argue and ask about this and ask about this and then try this and it felt like you were absorbing a lot of that and feeding back into that rather than trying to find a kind of point i think that was really that's really uh, valuable and the idea of having those concepts that you really believe in are you know super valuable as well so i can see why you why you've done well and obviously you guys are, you are a good deal and you are very funny and um i hope that you guys continue to kick goals oh, thank,
1: thank you, very you much, so man. much man yeah appreciate yeah, that appreciate it. the
0: generation Look on the mic